Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome back to Take It or Leave It. The title of this episode is Be Outstanding. And we're going to talk a little bit about what I mean later on. You know, I want to jump in and I want to continue talking about Paul. I know in the last several podcasts we've been mentioning Paul, but Paul's life is so unique because his life is literally documented in the Bible from before he served the Lord to when he became a servant, right? And then afterwards, right? Everything that he was doing for the Lord. We've been talking about the life of Paul and the letters that he wrote, etc. Be sure to go through other podcasts so that you can also be up to date on the conversation about Paul so far. But ultimately, Paul is a great example of a Holy Spirit-filled person. He was a laborer. He was working in the kingdom of God. He was prayerful. He was a warrior, right? And we're able to see that documented in the Bible because again, Paul's situation is so unique because his life is documented from start to finish, right? From before he served the Lord to becoming a servant and so on. Something to remember is that we shouldn't compare ourselves to another person, but we want to compare ourselves to Jesus. So as you progress in your relationship with Jesus, be sure that you keep your eyes fixated upon him. He is the ultimate example. And I say that with caution because Paul is not a bad example. Paul did great things, right? But Paul did things by the power of Jesus. So we want to look at the source to be our example, and that is Jesus Christ and no one else. What I think is amazing is that there was no fear in the disciples when they were following Jesus. They listened to him and these are the ones that were following him, right? Because there were many that were exposed to Jesus but ultimately did not convert to be a disciple of Jesus. And when Jesus left the disciples, he said, okay, go meet me on this mountain. I'm going to appear to you and I want to read in Matthew chapter 28. I'm going to start Uh, In verse 16, it says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee. So this is eleven because uh, Judas is no longer with them. He actually hung himself, right? So now the disciples went from twelve to eleven. And then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, as a capital H, so when the disciples saw Jesus, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Let's pause there. Some doubted. So even though the disciples spent time with Jesus, right? This is a miracle. The first time they're seeing it, they're doubting. Is this really Jesus? What's going on here? Verse 18, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Wow. I love that. I love that Jesus has all the authority. Verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So with what we just read, again, 11 disciples, right? Jesus did have a following back then. How could he not, right? He was performing miracles. He was raising the dead. Jesus was feeding bread and fish, right? Remember that miracle? He was healing the sick. These are the followers that stayed. Many of the other disciples started integrating themselves back into the world, 
right? And it's a, it's a powerful reminder because if your ministry is making a change for God, only the strong disciples are going to be behind you, which may be few. So keep that in mind. You know, today we have mega churches, uh, we have large organizations that are doing good things and they profess that it's for Jesus. But I caution you, I caution you because we must be serious. We must be serious when we serve the Lord. So at times, many will fall away from you. If you're truly making a change for God, you may only have few behind you and that's okay. And this happens whenever there is a demand for commitment. People are going to disappear. When something is assigned to somebody, they're going to disappear, right? And that's their own character issue that the Lord's going to need to transform them. But if they don't take the steps to fully commit, right, to be dedicated and devoted, they're just going to disappear. They're going to do something else. So the disciples went to the mountain and they saw Jesus. And some saw him and doubted, right? Again, is this really Jesus? Something that I want to highlight here is that if you are just going to church, you may end up in hell. Church does not save you, okay? Church does not save you. You could still go to hell, though you go to church. If you're following Jesus, you will follow him all the way to heaven. And remember that. If you're truly following Jesus, you will follow him all the way to heaven. You must be a follower of Jesus Christ and serve him and live according to his teachings or you will not make it into heaven. I cannot stress that enough. Today, some churches, they want to broadcast a different message that that just believing that Jesus exists is enough. And there are other action items required. And where can you find these action items? The Bible. And some believe that going to church, right? And that's just routine, right? That's habitual attending church. That's religion, and Jesus hates religion, right? This could mean that you are still going to hell because I want to remind you that even the demons show up in church. In other countries, and in this country, I should say, in various countries, I should say, the witches will attend church. Why? Sometimes they're curious. Sometimes they want to distract, but they're not scared to enter the church. That doesn't mean they're going to heaven. They're still going to hell. Amen? And what we just read in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. This is in verse 18. So authority, not just from heaven, but also authority on earth. Because remember, Adam had the authority, but then Satan took it. Because Jesus had the authority, Jesus reclaimed it and redeemed it. So not just our souls were redeemed, but the authority was redeemed. He told the disciples to make disciples now because he has the authority. Making disciples of all nations, of all nationalities, right? We're not just called to make disciples of of other African Americans if we're African American or other Caucasians if we're Caucasian, right? And those are just two examples. But of all nationalities, we may be called out of our comfort zone, right? But we are to make disciples. And this is not to be seen as a touring opportunity. There's so many, they go for a picture opportunity. They go to Honduras for a picture opportunity, right? It's about making disciples. Jesus says, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when you go, when you're called, when you step on the soil of a foreign land and you're making disciples, baptize them in the name of the Holy Spirit. Be prepared to share this gospel. And in verse 20, it says, teaching them to observe all things that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. 
So low means, listen to this, like low, like pay attention. Jesus is saying, pay attention. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. I love that. I love hearing those verses because it's such an encouragement to me because life is hard. This world is hard. We have been sent as lambs among wolves and it's hard, but pay attention because Jesus is with you always. And I didn't say that. Jesus said that. And please note here that Jesus says, I am with you. He doesn't say, I'm going to arrive at the place that you are to be there with you. He says, I'm already with you. God is with you always until the end of the age. He is with you and me if, it's conditional, if we are doing as he commanded, right? What did he command? Make disciples, be a laborer, live for him. So Paul actually had this firsthand experience with Jesus Christ. So though Paul's time was after Jesus was on earth, he still experienced what it meant that Jesus was with him, right? He experienced this promise. And in 2 Timothy chapter 4, I'm going to start in verse 16. It says, at my first defense, no one stood with me. So this is Paul writing, at my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. What does that mean? Paul's help in any supporting team that he had, right, in his ministry for God left. And Paul continues, may it not be charged against them. So Paul said, no one stood with me but the Lord. The Lord stood with Paul. Paul said, Paul said that he will be preserved by Jesus, right? Paul was so confident because he was experiencing Jesus. He could discern that Jesus was with him. And Jesus' presence will be with you until the end. And there should be no fear because of that. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to be put in situations where you will be shocked, right? Remember, when we have the Holy Spirit, we can rebuke demons. And that's shocking sometimes. The experiences that you might hear, you may have yourself, it might be shocking. But don't fear because you have the power and the authority in Jesus Christ because all the authority belongs to him to overcome this. Amen? So the challenges we will face may create fear, but if you are a servant of God, there is no fear because Jesus has the authority, remember that, of heaven and earth. I love the and earth part because that's where we are right now. So we need that power and the authority. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So the disciples met in the upper room. The Holy Spirit comes, right? We understand this in Acts. And the Holy Spirit proves Jesus's power in us when we witness unto Jesus. So what do I mean about witnessing? Let's discuss witnessing and the benefits of witnessing. So I'm going to start, I'm gonna start reading in Acts chapter 12, verse one. And it says, now about the time Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. So King Herod was persecuting the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John with the sword. So when we see with a sword, we can understand this as the disciple John was beheaded, right? With the sword means beheaded. But I say that and I remind you and encourage you that do not fear the one who can kill the body, right? Do not fear man, but fear the one with a fear of reverence, I'll add, that can kill the soul and that's Jesus, right? That's God. Right? Continuing in verse 3, and because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. So we learn here that King Herod is a people pleaser, right? He killed John, the Jews were pleased, so now he's looking to find Peter. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread, so this is Passover, verse 4, so when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him who Peter 
intending to bring Peter before the people after Passover. So I just want to note here, four sets of four guards to watch one man, Peter, that is a lot for one person, right? So I think it speaks more to the fact that the king did not want Peter to get away because he wanted to please people so badly. But Peter was freed from prison, and we can read about this continuing in verse 5. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. So again, here's an example that God will move on our behalf through our prayers, right? Verse six, and when Herod was about to bring him out to kill him, the night Peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Verse seven, now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. So an angel of the Lord appeared and stood by Peter and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying, arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. The chains just fell off. Why is this? Because God allowed it. Arise quickly. The chains fell off. Then the angel said to him, gird yourself and tie your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. Wow. Peter was a follower of Christ. So he's receiving this benefit from heaven. An angel has appeared to him, right? A light shone. Here comes an angel. God is always with you. Verse 9. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. So even Peter is confused. He's like, what is going on here? Is this real? Right? Because it's so miraculous. Verse 10, when they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to an iron gate that leads to the city, which opened for them on its own accord. So this gate opened automatically. And remember, we're not in a time of technology. There's no button you can push to do that. It was opened by the power of God because God promised I am with you always, right? And this is how he showed up for Peter in his time of need. And today there are so many people who are trying to open the same door that's imprisoning them just as Peter was imprisoned. But without the power of God, they're not going to succeed. We need God to move on our behalf sometimes. And that is what happens when the Lord is with us. Continuing, and they went out and went down one street and immediately the angel departed from him. So they left through the gates and then the angel immediately departed from him. Why did the angel leave? Because the angel was done. Simple as that. He was called to go to Peter and help him out. He got him out. He led him a couple streets over and he left. That was it. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. I want to fast forward to the death of Herod, right? Because I think it's important to focus on what happens to those who oppose a servant of God. In verse 21, Herod is sitting on his throne and the people kept shouting at Herod, the voice of God and not of man. 23, then immediately an angel of the Lord struck him. Herod was struck by an angel because he did not give glory to God. And he was eaten by worms and died. Can you imagine? What a terrible death. And God allowed that. God did that. Right? 24, but the word of God grew and multiplied. Amen. Amen. So when persecution comes, the more God's business will grow. We discussed on this podcast, and I want to remind you of the Hebrews. They grew and they multiplied despite Pharaoh's attempts to make it difficult for them. 
because God is consistent. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If God says, I am with you and I'm going to be there for you and I'm going to move on your behalf because you serve me, he's going to do it. And his word is going to grow and multiply, right? So I want to encourage you to declare, I'm a follower of Jesus, but don't just say it, be it. Make sure you're not just saying it. Make sure you're actually being it and living up to the title of servant of God, laborer of God. Churches today are not taking advantage of the freedom to serve God. In churches today, they need to push forward to witness until Jesus returns. So we witness unto Jesus, right? Not to witness for Jesus. It's important that we know the difference. So being a witness unto Jesus, we stand out. We don't just stand up. Right? We stand out for what the Lord commanded us. We are unashamed. Right? We stand out. This is why the title of this podcast is to be outstanding. Right? This is where that comes from, outstanding. We don't witness to gain people in our ministry. Right? We don't say things like, oh, we have crayons and books for your kids. There's so many programs. There's so many things that you can spend your time on and activities. No, but there are churches doing that today. True followers of God are going to stand up for Jesus, not for the church or ministry we attend. We do not witness unto our church. We witness unto Jesus. Know the difference. So again, standing out. We stand out for Jesus. We are outstanding. I want you to be outstanding. And I myself want to be outstanding for the glory of the Lord. Right? When somebody is outstanding, when they're standing out, I see you. You're outstanding. You're different from the rest. And the Lord says, I see you. You've been discovered. Why? Because you are standing out. Amen. And in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, You shall become witnesses unto me. Right? But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So witness means one who can bear record of the truth. Right? One who can bear the truth. And you will say things about Jesus that make you stand out. You might say things that other people aren't saying. And you will stand out. People may not always like it, but you're going to be different. And people are going to know that. You will witness for Jesus and you will be outstanding. You know why? Because God's going to be with you. The Holy Spirit's going to be with you. Jesus has placed us above his head. So wherever he is, he will be there. And Paul references this. And what I mean is when Paul was uh, speaking to the people of Thessalonica, he said, you are my crown, right? Because Paul longed to see these people. Jesus also says we are his crown. So are you an adornment on Jesus's head? If you're serving, yes, you are. And remember, Jesus's blood can save. Witnessing will share of how to reach salvation. We will not be ashamed. So do not be ashamed to add to the conversation. If somebody is saying something that is not condoned of Jesus, don't be ashamed to add to the conversation. Convey what Jesus says. Convey what Jesus says. Amen? And you will be led to do so through the Holy Spirit, right? Right? And I want to encourage you tonight. Be outstanding. Be bold. Stand out for Jesus. Understand that Jesus is with you just as Jesus was with Peter. He sent an angel to get him out of prison. Wow. These miracles are happening today as well. And you can experience them too. Draw near to Jesus so that he will also draw near to you. 
And remember, if you're serving him, he has placed you on his head. We are so precious to him. And he wants to see you and me in heaven with him. You know, your desire to collect souls for the kingdom says a lot about your salvation. So I pray that today that each and every one of us continues to evaluate ourselves and that we lean on Jesus Christ to reveal any specks in us, anything that's unpleasing to him. That way, not only are we strong because the Lord is happy with us, we will know without a doubt that he is with us and we will without a doubt be outstanding. Amen. Thank you so much. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.